you might be wondering, what do I need to do to stay focused? Well, today we're going to be talking about five steps to staying focused on God and building that focused relationship. Tune in today as we dive into these five steps and see how we can stay focused in this crazy world that we live in. You're listening to Focused here on Anchor. There are only the pursued, the pursuing, the busy, and the tired. F. Scott Fitzgerald. You know, staying focused on God in today's ever-changing world is not easy. Life happens so fast in the 21st century that if your cell phone is 12 months old, it's out of date. Hi, this is Josh Anderson, and welcome to today's podcast, Focused. We're going to talk today about five steps to staying focused on God. Did you know this hectic rush of life we experience isn't unique to our generation? I know that may come as a surprise to some of you, right? But how many times have you ever heard the good old days when life was slower and more simpler? The quote that I just said at the beginning of the segment sounds like something our grandparents and parents probably didn't experience. But that's actually from a book titled The Great Gatsby, which was by the American author F. Scott Fitzgerald, published in 1925. Even in the 1920s, people's lives were hurried, distracted, and hectic. Still, I'm convinced that there have never been as many distractions in the life of a person as we have now. So how do we stay focused on God in the daily grind? While so many things are competing for attention. Well, again, today we're going to be talking about five ways to staying focused on God. And as we jump into today, we see number one, begin the day with God. Now, I know what you'd be thinking, Joshua, you know, that sounds easier said than done. And I know it sounds simple enough. And it's going to be one of the great first suggestions you'll find in any any probably book or or uh, or devotion that you might read. But that's for a good reason. If you uh, or I are going to stay focused on God, we have got to include the things of God in our daily lives. Now, you've probably heard that when something is repeated twice in the Bible, it's something to pay attention to, right? How about something that's repeated ten times in one teaching? That's how many times Jesus used the word abide in John 15, verse 1 through 11. If you look at John 15, 
verse number four, Jesus said, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. He repeated that in two other ways. In verse 5 through 7, he said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Staying focused on God requires abiding in Him. I know your mornings are rushed. Believe me, I have moments like that as well. But can I encourage you that if you will create the discipline and the dedication and the time to spend the first minutes of your day reading the Word of God and talking to Him about the day ahead, you will have a greater focus on Him throughout the day. If you don't know where to start, try reading John 15, verse 1 through 11 each morning for a week and I can promise you that it won't take long and the passage is crazy profound another thing we can do is number two remain in prayer now I don't know if you've ever heard somebody ask you do you want to create and develop the habit of a prayerful life I know I've had people ask me, how do I pray, Joshua? What do I do? 1 Thessalonians 5.17 makes one simple yet bold command. Pray without ceasing. This is a habit, just like you would uh, brush your teeth in the morning or get breakfast or have a bath or a shower either in the morning or in the afternoon. Hopefully, you'll take one. But it's a habit developing. And it's a habit worth developing. And it isn't as difficult as you might think. Plus, prayer has a way of changing lives. When you see or hear our news today, and the news nine times out of ten bothers you, pray for the people in the situation that's happening. When you come across someone that annoys you or tries your patience, like if you're driving to work and you get stuck in traffic on the interstate, silently pray for them. When you hear of someone facing some problem, large or small, pray for them. I had a friend that taught her children about staying focused on God by offering up a quick prayer every time they heard the sirens of a police car, an ambulance, or a fire truck. You see, God doesn't need your theological or elegant, long-winded, pious-sounding discourses laced with these and thous and almighties, you know. He wants your heart. And often in prayer that sounds as simple as God help. 
Number three, limit the distractions. In an article that I read recently about three ways to having more faith, I read that we have to keep a clear space between us and God. You just can't keep your eyes on what you can't see physically or spiritually. In Joshua 3 verse 4, the people of Israel are commanded to keep a distance of 2,000 cubits between them and the ark of the covenant. That's about a half of a mile and the purpose was so the people of Israel would only be able to see the ark in all types of terrain that they were traveling through. In our spiritual lives, when we fill the spaces with all kinds of conveniences and distractions, it becomes very difficult and even impossible sometimes to see where the Lord is leading us. I'm inviting friends over to stare at their phones, and you're invited. I saw this post the other day, and I thought it was hilarious. We can overcome this, right, by limiting the distractions, the busyness, and our own lack of discipline, by making a conscious effort to keep our Lord in the number one spot in our lives. Number four, serve God. In Matthew chapter 6, one of the chapters that's known as the Sermon on the Mount, in verse 24, Jesus teaches that no one can serve two masters. Father, he will hate the one and love the other, or he will uh, cleave to the one and despise the other. And he says, you cannot serve God and mammon, which is, of course, money. You've heard that verse probably, and you've probably also heard the term mammon, is place of money at the end of it. Though mammon was a word that primarily represented money and possessions, it was also used to refer to lusts of all time. If you and I are serving God with our resources of time, energy, talents, and with our money, then staying focused on God will naturally flow out. And the last step to staying focused on God is number five, remove sin from your life. Now, I know this, this could have been the first point in the list, and what I mean by this is to remove any habitual, continuous sinful habits and patterns from your life. Hebrews 12.1 says that we're surrounded by a greater cloud of witness and we must get rid of everything that slows us down especially that sin that doth easily beset us as the verse says I don't know what you're going through I don't know what is holding you back but if there's something or someone some place or anything in your life that leads you away from God and any way or that keeps you out of prayer away from fellowship with other believers or distracts you from reading your Bible you have one option 
and that's remove that thing from your life. Now, I'm not telling you to take your phone and throw it into the garbage can or smash your TV, but but if it is taking a precedence in your life over God, then you need to ask God to forgive you of your sin of making that your God and fall in love with the Lord Jesus Christ and stay focused on growing in your spiritual prayer and Bible reading in your Christian life in any way with any habitual sin in your life is next to impossible so you have to kill the sin or it will kill you spiritually physically or even both now it's been said countless times that life is a marathon not a sprint when staying focused on God this becomes especially evidence. Taking these five steps and making them daily habits, I can promise you will deepen your spiritual life and they will help when staying focused on God.